0: Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Show Me Potato Salad podcast. This show is brought to you by our good friends over at Clinkstone Brewery. I'm one of your hosts, JJ. With me today, we have Loopy Jr. and Nick Once again, Shocks. <laughs> Later on the show, we have NC 500 record breaker Robbie Mitchell joining us, putting us to absolute shame. As usual, we're round the show off with our salad dressings of the week. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date with the podcast. Follow, like, share and subscribe and let us know you're listening. So we're we're now, in, as everyone probably knows, we're, we're ice hockey players and fans and whatnot. But just now the Stanley Cup playoffs are happening. They're in full swing. So much so we're now into... Semi-finals. The, no, we're into the Finals. finals.
1: Finals, no, yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's, how, to much, a,
0: that's how much of a hockey Can't fan. I pay attention.
1: I'm yeah. <laughs> we'll show up on a Wednesday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, so we've got Montreal are facing Pamp-pamp. Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning going for two in a row. Montreal back in the the finals for, fuck, I don't even know how long it's
2: been. I think 20, it's I've 93.
0: It, it? Was it 93 when they won it? Is that last time they were in the final, I think, possibly.
2: I, I think I like, seen it earlier on. It's twenty something years yeah. anyway. So
1: twenty one years since their first time. The last time they are in the final or something. Uh. Anyway, a, a while ago
0: there. it was nine. It was nine. I'm sure it's ninety three they won it, and I have a feeling that was the last. But it's it's been a while since they've been anywhere near
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a final. Silverware, I. And you, you can take it away in this bit Callum
2: I just think it'd be fucking nice to see. um for one, a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup final, but fucked paying the prices to go and sit and watch it. <laughs> because the cheapest ticket for game three is like 11 and a half grand. So and that's, that's probably
1: that's like 10,000 pounds.
2: Yeah, there or thereabouts. Maybe a and little it, bit less. It'll but... be in the gods. It'll be like the puck will look like a fucking crumb. We not even see the fucking puck. Like,
3: We're watching you're watching
2: Jumbo. Man, I don't I don't even know if they're at full capacity either. Yeah. They I seen a thing yesterday that are, they're pushing for it just because it's the first time in so long that they've not but well, the first time in so long that they've been in it. So they want to have like yeah. the people of Montreal there, which is understandable. Well, but when, the, when is man, I'm gonna, gonna be going there for eleven grand. grand.
0: When you do you
1: see what was happening in the street, though, there yeah, I like, see, they flipped a cop car and smashed it up when they yeah, got out. The it was like
0: pure, it was pure riots, and they're all obviously bunched together like 60,000 of them <laughs> in the streets. And you're like, what's the difference? Go, what's the difference? That? Go,
1: just go put them in an ice rink, it doesn't make a fucking
0: difference. But I seen, I seen the thing today, and it was that you could fly from Montreal to Florida, watch both games, yeah. And fly and back. Get a ticket for both games and fly back for the cheaper price than it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's to watch game three. Ticket.
2: That's yeah, dumb. Mental. Absolutely like, mental. Like, but okay, they've got to make money, but from another standpoint, a couple of standpoints. One, COVID. Two, you haven't been there in so long. And three, you're playing really fucking well. So actually lower your ticket prices to get your fans in. But I don't I don't think it's through them. Yeah,
1: I don't know who thingies, ticket prices, I but feel, I don't I think a a the, the team have
0: gotten it and it's through like stub hub and stuff.
1: Like resale stuff.
0: Yeah, I think it's possibly resale. I
1: want uh, I want Montreal to win just so our good friend Jonathan Hogan is pissed off at Tampa lose because <laughs> it's always fun to see Jonathan angry and pissed off. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm on the Tampa Bay Lightning here. Pure, like I would actually I don't get me wrong, I'd love to see Kerry Price win it. Like, for the, for the sake of him winning it, yeah. I'm... I'm... This is
2: probably the last time he's ever going to get that far.
0: Yeah, but I like Tampa Bay as a team.
2: What's that? Where's that... And then
0: you've got, which is them, the big rig, Pat Maroon. Is it Pat Maroon? I was going to say Pat Maroon. Is it Pat Maroon?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, him going for three in a row. That would be pretty
0: back impressive.
2: Back to back
1: to back. Yeah. Also, if Montreal win it, it's funny because P.K. Subban's not there anymore. <laughs> and he's a cunt. How? It's just a his Instagram and stuff pisses me off with how he advertises himself and shit I like that. I think stuff. he's
0: just making a brand of himself. Yeah. Like, he does good stuff for,
1: for charity and shit. doesn't so. for just, charity, especially yeah, Montreal. Montreal uh, hospital that he has and stuff. But yeah. him hockey-wise, no.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just on Ticketmaster just now. <laughs> just for a, a little scan. So for game one for in Tampa. Yeah, and for row F, section 327, right up the back, tickets are 289. If you want to go further than that... Just put us right on the plexi. <laughs> right, okay. I didn't even think you would get. Right, behind the penalty box, section section 16, about 10 rows back, so row R, uh, £625 plus fees.
3: Fuck that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Just for, one. That's like just one, for one. That's just for one. One seat. One seat, Jesus. I'm going to I'm gonna take this right up to the most expensive ticket just to see what it is.
1: <laughs> What's the predictions, though? How one many games box. do we think it's going? 5K is... 5K is the highest.
0: Yeah. I have a feeling Tampa are just hey, walk away. I don't... I, Part of me wants to say it's going to be a sweep. Imagine getting a sweep in the finals. I think it. I think Tampa might walk away, but I think there's a little bit of me thinking that Montreal are going to just run out of gas.
2: They're a young team and as that, well. That'll be
0: it. Yeah, relatively. Cole, Cole Caulfield is just absolutely flying. Absolutely flying. And then they've got the boy Suzuki, who's also been playing He's well. rapid. Yeah. But he, he was at the Golden Knights before they traded him as well.
1: Yeah. Holy shit. Anyway, I really a We had
0: Gallum.
2: Section 118. Let me find it on the map. It's probably a box. Is to the left hand side of the penalty box, two, two sections over from the penalty box, row C, so three rows back from the pe- plexi, 10 grand each. Let's see him.
3: Ooh.
1: Come on, just for What? How much should we again? Twenty quid.
2: I don't. I shit, you tenor. not. Shit, you not. There's no next to no seats left.
1: That's nuts. You know, I was going say you'll have fucking people that will pay that in a heartbeat.
0: I don't know if there's like season ticket holders get. I don't know how that whole ticketing thing works mm. over there. No idea. Like no, if you're a season ticket holder, do you get first dibs and all this stuff? And yeah. All? Because I know it's, like, different over here, isn't it? Like, if you have a season ticket, you get... I don't think you get first cup games, but you get, like... Yeah. discounts. I think it sometimes depends. But, yeah, that's insane. Absolutely insane. Stupid prices. Definitely wouldn't be paying it. But I'm looking forward to it. It's nice to see a different... It would have been nice to see Vegas,
1: because... I wanted Vegas for Marc-Andre Fleury, to be honest.
0: Oh, they would just been, like, two powerhouses up against each other, but... To see Montreal and it's quite nice. to See someone yeah. different,
2: an original would six.
0: It, yeah, I'd hate to see the Islanders in because that would have just been a boring ass series
3: hmm.
0: for them and Montreal, wouldn't it? But hey ho. Anyway, anyway, we'll we'll, we'll move on to a little bit of this week's news. A politics. Matt, of some politics, yeah, some politics. You don't get that much on this show. No, but Matt, Matt Hancock. What a dick.
2: <laughs> fucking last night, a, Thumbs him up.
0: What a complete and utter yes, cock.
2: Yeah, hundred percent,
0: cock. Fucking on TV every week, spouting his bullshit. Do his Social distancing.
1: Fuck as I fucking masks, gloves. Don't shag hands, anybody that's not important. No shagging. It's of your fucking. Yeah. Oh, I'll just fucking cheat on my wife of god knows how many years 15. and get caught on CCTV. While they're in like level fucking four lockdown,
0: and it proper, it proper looks like no first year is getting on. Oh, like, I kind of little like little of Will you trap my Will you shit. trap
2: under the stair? It's 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 <laughs> at the end of it. It's like I don't know if some like if you watch the whole video of it, it's fucking hilarious. Like I don't know if somebody's a way to walk in or someone's like tried the door or something. She like takes a step back and puts her hands behind her back and is like, fucking... <laughs> like oh, fucking like.
0: I just kissed um, my hand, god, dick, like, honestly, and this is—that's the same guy. I remember I seen Pierce Morgan fucking rip him in shreds about taking a bonus.
1: Yeah, when the NHS were going for um, pay rises and he wouldn't say that he wouldn't declare a bonus. Yeah, and mm, he you, was just like, said, "I've got no comment on it." Yeah, Pierce was like,
0: "Right, right here on TV, live TV. Tell us you won't take your bonus." He's like, uh, uh, so, uh, well, I well, see, uh,
2: "Well, I won't say.
0: Yes, no, true, I won't say. Yes, I won't say." fucking. Thing is, kind of.
2: though, I can guarantee if there wasn't as much public push for him to resign, he wouldn't have.
0: No. Well, fucking Boris Johnson backed him. him spot, I
1: love that though, cause the, the Boris Johnson text got leaked with him in uh, Cummings the other week and Boris Johnson was calling Matt Hancock a useless prick and everything. <laughs> They're, <laughs> all They're, They're all useless. They're all useless. Prick. Because it was, what's
0: his name, Cummins, when he got the they were doing the inquiry, and he just you know, ripping them all to shreds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In fairness, he was a dick as well.
2: Yeah, well, they're all dicks. They're all yeah, they're things. all just... They're all as bad as each other.
0: Yeah. It's all just like likes. a, what do you call it, old boys club, posh, fucking yeah. country club, sort of. Going Masons on steroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even, I wouldn't even say on steroids, because still Masons goes a bit deeper, probably. We'll, say. We'll, we'll probably all we'll get killed yeah. <laughs> there'll be shit we don't know that <laughs> goes on behind the scenes <laughs> but no, no that was funny
1: and pathetic at the same time to be honest oh,
0: yeah <laughs> the memes that are going about are so good the one the one I've seen that made me proper kick off was uh he's like he must have been singing karaoke and it, and, it, and it says it was only a kisser did it
1: I like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like the one where oh. they, they dubbed his face over the in-betweeners when, when he's like showing out <laughs> birds and he's like up in the left <laughs> oh. put the balls oh, in that. some like it some don't <laughs> some don't <laughs> can do uh. <laughs> no, oh the, the,
2: oh they just don't do help so- themselves. Like it, they physically do not help themselves. Like, the worst time to be under the spotlight as well. Like, yeah, they really get ripped an absolute fucking new asshole. Hopefully, I, I, next. I just want to know someone's obviously like
0: hacked or something like that to get.
1: I don't know, but whoever done it deserves the biggest high five in the
0: fucking world. Deserves the yeah. fucking
2: biggest bonus in the world.
0: <sighs> and it it makes you. It doesn't make you wonder. It's no wonder why, like, sit so down in London, they were, like, basically raving in the street to get the <laughs> nightclubs open. You're like, well, if you're allowed to do that shit, why get these shit open. Shit? Get shit open and get us going.
2: Uh, Bit of a big comparison. Yeah, fair enough. Huh? <laughs> Bit of a no, big but he, comparison, but yeah, fair
0: enough. No, 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 but what I'm saying is, he's he's happily flopping. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah, the put, rules and not giving a damn, but then likely. you've got, you've got go people... No, but what I'm saying is you've got people struggling and not able to freaking open pubs. Probably and put shit food like that, in, yeah. put food in the table because their business is going down to Swanee, and this guy's fucking putting his dick in somebody else. Putting his <laughs> dick in <into> somebody else,
2: <laughs> such a horrible image to even put in your fucking head. Man's a creep.
0: Well, it's funny. i have seen something. I was, there's a. Have you ever watched it? There's a political like guy. He's not a political guy, but he does like funny political stuff. Where like it's, he's pretending he's off air and he's just chatting away about stuff, and then they pretend so. he's on air and he, he goes and speaks like a normal reporter. <laughs> no. But like, so he's like, it's almost like the behind the camera stuff you're not meant to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. He's going like, first and foremost, the first thing I I uh, feel sorry for is Matt Hancock's wife. And he's like, not because he's had an affair, just because he's Matt Hancock's wife. Just <laughs> Matt Hancock's wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, absolute <laughs> idiot. Anyway, well, uh, we we are recording tonight. It's Monday night. Twenty. The twenty eighth. We are now. What are we, we're going to be two. Days, uh, we're going to be two hundred
1: miles in next. Five week.
0: days. Five days away from leaving. Six yeah. days away from starting. Yeah. The NC five hundred is coming, coming large now and it's coming close and the realization that we're to do 500 miles in five days is starting to dawn on us absolutely as disgusting.
1: also as bikes. we record this we just hit 2k for the charity And then uh, some. today and then some so fucking thank you very much to everybody who has donated chef's, chef's kiss to everyone well, that's nuts yeah like, we initially brought, were what flying. 1k one K was it. our initial. Fucking
0: nuts. One K, one K was their initial, and, and then we put it up to fifteen hundred. And Callum said, "No, we shouldn't put it to two K. We won't make it." I to didn't that. think we'd get any more either. To be it's fair, like but the it. last the last week and a half has just been fucking blowing up. And we'll we'll maybe leave it till after. But someone tonight in itself put in a big wad to get us up to two K. Big Willie style. Well, thank interest. you very much. We'll thank them after more after the uh shout out give shout out after but yeah we're we're now bikes are now serviced thank Beats you Tech. yeah you, Tech. <laughs> well he's fixed it now
2: he's <laughs> <it. Well, laughs> well, supposedly he's crossed. fixed it now he's fixed Packed it now. away they're ready to go almost packed away yeah yeah the last packed they're ready to go Friday come in before we eat pasta for a week so excited. Yep eat pasta
0: get carved up are are you are excited? Are you nervous? How are you how are you feeling?
2: Don't look excited. Not. No, I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't really feel anything. I've I was I think I've lost all like I think the last two not so much now um but like last week obviously for reasons that we know was a bit stressful. Um which I think kind of shot all excitement out the window because it became a bit of a panic. But I think once we get closer to Friday and I go into holiday mode, if you want to call it a fucking holiday. Not, um, <laughs> I think it'll kind of, it'll be a bit better. I think once we get on the bike, actually, as long as we get all right weather, we'll be fine. Yeah, okay. I
0: think, I think come Friday, maybe, I think even maybe once we leave, that once we're packed up, and yeah. once we leave, I think then we'll be like, shit, this is, this is happening. This is real. Like we've obviously we've chained we've chained our fucking asses off, really. Right.
3: Like,
0: well, we've put a lot. It's probably the most effort we've probably put in any training. I I'm, so, I
1: I'm, not, I'm not. I don't really feel much emotion for it for just now. I don't know why. I was you're an emotionless was, bastard. But, but <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> and think last week pissed me off, and then this week, oh, it's only Monday, but I'm kind of just like, oh, I'm going to cycle 500 miles with the boys.
3: That's how I really
0: <laughs> feel. no i'm i'm well i've freaking done my so i'm hoping this week it'll heal up i'm sure it will so i think it's eased up it's it's eased up a bit today so i'm now i'm now getting to the bit more right i'm excited to get on the bike and get going because i think i yeah i think once we get going i think we'll realize what we're doing and what is like because we need to kind of get that in our mindset that what we're doing it for. I think as well. What we're doing it for.
2: I think as well. We've obviously got your dad's coming. So for anybody that doesn't know, Big Pete is a fucking Pete. legend. And then John Colley as well. So we've got the, the pair of them. <laughs> <laughs> got, got the, the, the pair of them um, as our. What would you call it? Crew, support, crew, crew support members. Support, because yeah, the support we're gonna get from them is just fucking abuse. But I think <laughs> that'll be the funny thing. I think that that's what'll help us, because you yeah. both know what they're like. Your dad's just as dry as they. I also think come. it'd be
1: really we- like it's for the group that we are to morally support each other while one of us is struggling. <laughs> just doesn't happen very often. It's usually fuck off and just get it done. Fuck off, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably
0: find um, parts of us that we've never seen before. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll we'll go into this deep, dark holes that none of us have ever seen any one of us in before, and we'll need to try and I claw see, ourselves me, me out of
1: it. will be pretty familiar with each other with the things that we'll go through, but you'll fucking, like... I saw a little...
0: I saw a little... Bit of it that week weekend that we went on the cycle when it was raining like fucking yeah and that, I was like yeah, yeah there was a we, week for yeah, from I, all
2: three of us <laughs>
0: more so yeah and I yeah and I, do, I remember thinking to myself especially you Ewan because you, you're pretty you're pretty headstrong and like you no know, if you're going to do something you're gonna do it. do it
1: yeah
0: do you get what I mean yeah. and then we got we got to, where where was it the neck was it it was but no like just before we got to the neck probably a few miles before we got to the neck And you're giving it jordan i can't fucking do this anymore (laughs) i just gotta do it (laughs) what i'm like no come on come on no we've we've got this no jordan no i'm I'm done i'm done i'm not doing
1: this shut up
0: (laughs) and i I didn't i didn't expect it from you and i'm like
1: oh (laughs) Oh, oh, this could, I usually can do most wrong. things that I put my mind to, but that was just, I just, it kind of pissed me off at the same time. I was just like, oh, I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> it was like, why am I doing this? What's this for? What am I getting out of this? But the fact <laughs> that, <laughs> like, this 500 miles, I am ready to just fucking do it. I've be honest. checked.
2: I just, so many weather sites the last two days. I haven't
1: looked, I don't give a shit. And they
2: all <laughs> give me a different picture of what everything's <laughs> going to look like. And I don't know who to trust. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i really I, I really hope we just don't get rain i'm hoping for a light sea breeze not too humid a little bit of sun i know i know we're getting wind i know that's, that's coming. It, you ain't
2: getting a fucking light sea breeze off the fucking west <laughs> no, coast no, sure.
0: I, I know we're getting pummeled with wind i just know that's happening
2: as long as as, as, a, as dry, long as the wind's pummeling up, up, up our now. arse when we're going across the top of scotland it's just up,
0: up up across and it's just yeah. tailwind there we go that'll be fine so really JP,
2: would... if you're listening to this tomorrow or before we go away I'll have us in attendance at the top of Apple cross please, if you're going to meet us thank you
1: I'll have anything All
2: right. to be I honest
1: I like think we're going to need more than that <laughs> I'll have a bottle of vodka what the, the fuck are <laughs> no, fucking the fact that so many people have donated we're doing it for a reason personally for us, which yeah. everybody will find out closer to the time and while we're doing it more so it's going to drive us on a lot
2: by the looks of things afterwards we're now going to have which i think sounds pretty cool from from speaking to our new photographer um that we've confirmed today we're going to have like a little miniature film thing montage so a wee vlog vlog, yeah Uh,
1: yeah i'm looking forward to that Mm -hmm. anyway we'll uh We'll, we'll, we'll move on to the person that can actually cycle. Yeah, we'll <laughs> move on to the real cyclist. <laughs> right,
0: this segment is sponsored by Ice Sports Caledonia, the exclusive importers of Fisher ice hockey equipment for the north of Scotland. Check them out on Facebook at Ice Sports Caledonia.
3: Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. off. We have a liftoff.
4: Diving into the salad bowl with us today, we have Darnes's answer to Lance Armstrong, minus the doping scandal, Robbie (laughs) Mitchell. Welcome to the show, Robbie. How are you getting on?
5: I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to some uh, fun and laughter of the night, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) So, Robbie, before we dive into all
2: the important NC500 chat, um, let's take it back a little bit. Where did cycling begin for you and how did it all start?
5: Um... Right, even I suppose even let's go slightly before cycling. After, um, after college and starting work as an agricultural agricultural engineer, I got right involved in motorsport. Um, okay. Firstly, autocross, and then rallying. I had a fair bit of success with rallying, both driving myself and navigating. And um, I actually became. Scottish champion navigator in two thousand and sixteen, sitting beside oh, really? uh, Gary Pearson, a local driver from Down and Downs here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so kind of, so I spent probably about fifteen years. Every waking minute was uh, either working on cars to pay for rallying, or 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 building or rebuilding cars after they <laughs> got go the little balls or whatever. So that was that was a great time. Um, and then a few of my pals started mountain biking um, just about when I turned 30. So I bought an old mountain bike off one of my friends and literally we would do a couple of hours on a Sunday. Um, every Sunday morning, religiously, we'd meet at nine o'clock and you laugh about it now because you would be out for a few hours um, you'd probably be lucky if you did 10, 12 miles, something like that. <laughs> it was very sociable um and probably did that with the with the lads there's a group of five or six of us did that for a few years um building up a bit more fitness and what have you and then uh i got i suppose i suppose this is how a lot of people cycling will maybe start charity um there was now as you said before i'm from darness there was a There was a well-known man up there who sadly died quite young and they had a charity cycle and they still hold it every year for him from Laird up to Darnest. It's 57 miles, I think it is. Um, And I signed up to do that. I bought a hybrid bike um, and I tried to get myself fit over the winter. I think that event's held in like March, late March, early April each year. So I had a good few months at that and I went up. And I, I had a good, solid crack at it. Um, and I got well and truly hooked to a road bike. <laughs> <and I laughs> bought a road bike after that, um, a good road bike, and uh, got involved with a local club here down in the borders. And uh, basically every Tuesday night um, through, the, through the summer season uh, race and... Uh, it just got more and more serious. <laughs> <laughs> good. Taking
4: it back there, you said you were a, um, a navigator in the rallying and stuff. Yeah. I think anyone that can do that must have absolute nerves of steel. Like, I think that would 100% be worse than driving the car at that pace. Yeah. Sure that must be terrifying.
5: <sighs> Look, I don't, know, um, I don't know if any of you lads have been involved in it, or even, I mean, we all, us young boys, we all flee around the roads and you think you're great. Until you actually get in a rally car and uh, yeah, experience what is involved, <laughs> it's it's something else. Um, I think what a lot of people don't realise, um, the navigator controls the speed of the car. The driver's got the throttle pedal, um, but if you're not telling him what's coming, um, you're. Yeah, you're you're not doing your job, but you're also if you're, yeah, how do you put it? You you have to be you have to be cool and calm. Uh, he he gets a lot from your voice, from from your reactions. Um, mm-hmm. If if he senses that you're flustered and you're not giving him good clear information, he's certainly not going to get the best out of it. Yeah. But likewise, it's it's yeah, the navigator's in control. He's got a book of what is. On that road, from from until you need to slow down, at through once that you're out the stage, the driver just gets that little bit of information for what's ahead. So it's uh, it's a really interesting thing to do, and I think both the driver and the navigator would hugely benefit from sitting on each side of the car at uh, at different times. Like, you mm-hmm. know, so it's awesome. it's a cool thing. I've I've always wondered.
0: See, obviously, you're saying you've got a book like do you just know where you are in your mind when you're driving because <laughs> I, I always i'm like how, like it just seemed like you see it on the tv and it just seems like you're just rattling off and i'm yeah. like how, how do they
5: even know where they are at this point <laughs> that's probably one of the hardest things about it you're saying before now the uh, funny thing i can't read in a car i can't read a magazine or a book <laughs> if i was traveling in the car but pace notes I mean, generally, they're big text. You might have six or seven lines on an A4 sheet, but mm-hmm. your job, you're totally focused. From When the light goes green, um, you're focused. So, yeah, going back, the the hardest thing is drivers all like different information. Some like one corner ahead. Obviously, if you're coming to a, to a blind crest with a few tight corners after, you need to give them that, but... So yeah, some like three, four corners ahead. That's really hard. Um, Gary, who as I to say won the championship with, he generally liked two, three, four corners ahead. So what you're reading is not what you're looking at when you lift your head, yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. that is really hard. Um, really hard. Uh, it takes a it takes a bit to. F- takes a bit of doing to be honest yeah <laughs> i can apparently
4: a good solution to car sickness as well is to get <laughs> yes yeah. we'd never believe that
5: and I, I honestly still to this day when you come out the stage um and you then obviously have a map book to get you to the next stage with it with the road section i would often have to have the window open and i couldn't do very much at a time but the, <laughs> the actual pace notes not a problem it's weird it? <laughs> weird <laughs>
0: Yeah. so Robbie obviously we we know you've just smashed the <laughs> record for the NC500 which in itself congratulations because yeah, that's it's phenomenal that's phenomenal so just for for everyone kind of listening what was what was the record that was being held and what have what have you just set
5: the record before I did it was Josh Crinkley uh a lad from Livingston I believe um Pretty accomplished. He's done. A, he's done a lot of a lot of cycling. Um, he had 31 hours, 19 minutes, and like 20 seconds. Let's know, well, no worry about the seconds over that. <laughs> I think I think it was 31, 19. So yeah, I dropped it down to 29 hours, five minutes, and 42 seconds. So we took a took a fair <laughs> chunk of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to take some
0: beating. That's going to take yeah, some
1: that's, beating. That's hats off to you for doing that. Like, no, we'll thank lucky you. If we I get the
5: first that, day done. And that I, I, everybody says, oh, that's going to take some beating. When Mark Bowman <laughs> set the original one, I can remember thinking, oh, that's quick. Uh, James McCallum <laughs> then took time off it, and you think, all oh, right, so somebody <laughs> else, somebody's going to come along and beat it. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's just whether. Look, there's lots of faster boys than me on bikes, even in the borders in this area. It's whether somebody's willing to dedicate the time to, mm. to, to put months and months of training and to be able to put your body through that. It's not just... it's There's a lot more to it than uh, just being fast over 25 miles or 50 miles. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was just going to ask you, do you think you're going to hold that record for quite some time, or do you think somebody's going to be quite determined to try and beat it?
5: I think... I, have, I know for sure there was there was one lad, uh, Gavin Dempster. Um, he had a good go at it last year. Now, he was really, really unlucky with the weather. Uh, I can remember following his tracker, and he was just about on pace for the record uh, as he got along the top and his crew pulled him because basically he had fought a horrible storm in the summer last year. Um when none of us would have gone outside our house, he, he, he was committed to doing this, so I think I mean, reading between the lines, I would imagine he was fancying another go at it uh, but like me, he was he, I'm guessing I'm only speaking on uh, what I would think, he would be aiming for the record time, so suddenly if he has been training for that, obviously he needs to be going a bit quicker um, lots of people said you know, yeah, like, like you lads have said there going to hold that for some time if the wind was kind to me up the west coast I'd tell anybody that it was definitely kind but if you break it down into the sections of the you know if you looked crudely at the map I had a tailwind for the first basically three hours across the Loch Caron and my that was completed at it was 24 mile an hour on my computer when I got mm. off the bike to start climbing at uh, to start climbing over to Kishorn for the Bialik. So that was, you know, that was a huge head start with that tailwind. But if you looked at the map, I then had to fight the headwind that countered <laughs> that tailwind for about six and a half, seven hours from Darnest to John Groat's. So on a kind day without that wind, yes, I had a crosswind up the west coast and a crosswind down the east coast, but they cancel each other out. But the three hours tailwind doesn't, Cancel out the six and a half headwinds So <laughs> a, a calm, calm day with no wind, there is definitely a lot of time to come off that. Uh, it's, it, it's, there's no question about it. Um, I did it a month before. Yeah, the first weekend in May, I we had a long weekend, considered a long weekend down here, and we went up and did a recce Slept in the van, and I did it basically a. Well, uh, twelve eleven hour the first day, I think it was twelve hour the second day and, and whatever six and a half bit back down the east coast on the third day. And it that was genuinely the, the third day was pretty comfortable. We just I got up in the morning, we slept in the van at Johnny Groats and uh, I came down the road at genu- genuinely a leisurely pace and it was much faster than I came down the road on the record attempt so that was just because it was nice calm morning and that was on a road bike so yeah it's definitely there for somebody to take a chunk of time off it and i I mean that genuinely
2: with you saying that do you fancy your chances at some point going back up and
5: beating it yourself i think there's so many things have to be aligned for that to happen Yeah. Um, the weekend I went to go and do the recce, we looked at the weather forecast, we had time in our hands, let's go and do it. For, to beat that, yeah, you could do the same, but for me, for it to stand as an official record, it has to be organised so far in advance, um, to have A, your your date set, um, to have the officials, I mean, I had eight, including myself there was eight no let me get this right if I uh, yeah eight including myself people that we had to, to make that happen three officials um, and, and a crew four in my van and myself so accommodation travel to get everybody booked off work and um, it's no small task. And if you get up there and you've got all your dates and the wind's not fair or the weather's not fair, um, or if I put everything into it again and I was a few minutes slower, you'd beat yourself up, then you'd have to do it a third yeah. time. So <laughs> what do you do? Like I think I think you walk away from it and you say that was a good shot. Um I don't think anybody's gonna doubt that, that was that was a good shot, but um yeah, move on to the next target, whatever that may be. Yet, uh, <laughs> back to racing just now. But long term, mm-hmm. I don't know what the next big one is. But you know, I think I think you would knock yourself to bits if you didn't beat it. And it was if if it was something out of my control, um, it would be even worse. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that I don't think I need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I would, however, do it um, socially or for. For play, I mean, as, as far as cycling those roads, and I uh, guess you boys have done some of them. It's absolutely magical, not really.
2: I've, is I've driven, driven a fair amount of it, so uh-huh. kind of know what we're in
5: for. Yeah, we've never, we've never actually ridden it though. <laughs> no, <that's Nope>. it. <laughs> <laughs> How much riding have you boys been doing? <laughs> not enough. <laughs> yeah, going by not much. What <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah, your, what's your plan? How many days are you planning doing it? Five days. Five. Five. I mean, that's yeah, look. Let's, know, let's be honest. Like That's still five big days of cycling. Um, yeah. so, so don't... I mean, that's... I, I really mean that. I caught up with... I as you can imagine, I caught up with quite a few cyclists as we did that. And you would mm-hmm. have a chat and you would say, and most of them had maybe heard what I was doing. Um, and I remember there was two <laughs> lads at Borgie, uh, just Betty Hill, basically halfway across the north coast. And it was a horrible stretch, headwind, um, and they were they were either on the end of their third day, I think they were possibly on their fourth day, and uh, and it's still tough. Well, it would be their fourth day because it would be getting to Johnny Goats ready for their last big day down. But um, mm-hmm. to say it's not that long ago, I couldn't have done a hundred miles back to back two days. So to do five is yeah, it's tough. So fair play on. Like we're hoping See? we can do it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I feel good or more nervous following that. <laughs> no, but it's uh I i I mean what's what's the biggest you've been doing? What's well, we've done a hundred miles
1: at the weekend just past. Brilliant. Ah,
5: and I, I was just last time for hundred miles. What and do you think it? you could have got back on the bike the next day and done it again? I felt
1: okay on Monday to be fair.
5: Good. So, yeah,
2: I
4: was I was fine on Monday. A little bit tender, but
2: not it Felt
4: worse. Yeah, Sports. So I was absolutely and, fine because I only did thirty because I managed <laughs> to uh, absolutely ransack my bike the night before. And... <laughs> <laughs> but,
5: no, no, it's it's a funny thing. I've done obviously a few long rides over over the period, but it's it is just building yourself up. A bit mm-hmm. But I mean, normally I'm. Yes, yeah, it's two days, three days after when if you don't do anything that I'm um, sorest, sore stuff Sorry, yeah, sluggish mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, if you do get back up, look the first few miles the next day are gonna be mm-hmm. just getting back into it. But it's amazing. You're, I don't know how you do it. If you do, you use power meters or heart rate, or are you just are you just, just going right for it? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Once you're a couple of days in and the fatigue builds up, the heart doesn't respond. But you get to this level where you can just generally keep going. It's bizarre, like yeah. You know, yeah. To yeah. Be that's kind of like that
0: sorry. That's kind of what I was going to go into because twenty nine yeah. hours on a bike solidly. Yeah. Is yeah. There, was there was it at any point where you're thinking to yourself, what why am I doing this? Like, cause we we like we done the hundred miles at the weekend, and there was part of us at that yeah. uh, summer I
4: mean, when I We're joined good. up with you, I was like, "How are we going on, guys?" <laughs> <Dem. Right>. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was just like handing out energy gels and stuff out the back pocket. Ah,
5: <laughs> uh, know we'll go. We'll talk about nutrition after. I think, but um, <laughs> uh, look, even on a on a whatever four-hour training ride or whatever, there's always dark spots where you think, oh, I don't know if I can do this today or that. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think everybody can relate to that. It doesn't matter how long you're going for it. You, you think... Um, and then you may become good at the end and and, and you always feel good once you finish. finished. Um, no, I think in answer to it, there wasn't really any point because... Um, because it was planned, because, because I'd built up to it for so long, I, when I left Inverness, I had it in my head that I was going to be riding for 31 and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I knew if I was going to go over the record time, we were going to stop because ultimately we weren't doing it for um, a social ride or, or to see <laughs> I had done it. So if it at any point looked like we weren't going to make the record, I was never going to be riding for more than 31 and a half hours. Um so you you kind of programmed into that, so to speak. Um once we were even at Alipul, I knew I was well up. Um get to Darness, and I think we were we were well over two hours ahead of what I had hoped for there. But you still can't really call it a schedule because of because mm-hmm. of the direction and the wind. You, you could be up for three quarters of it, and then it, you could lose it all at the end. So mm-hmm. I always said to folk we would only judge it at Johnny Groat's, and then I knew what we could do. Even if there was a headwind or whatever, we knew what it would take to get down there. So I think I had always said if we're at Johnny Groat's within 24 hours, we will get to Inverness within the, mm-hmm. in the record time. But it could be tight, so we were less than 22 to Johnny Groat's. So it was like right. OK, um, the last few hours from basically from the Dornith Bridge uh, down, they were pretty grim, probably the, easily the hardest I've ever pushed myself. Um, yes, I'll have pushed harder in a short race, but I've never had to go that deep. Um, mm-hmm. I, it took me quite a while to realise what was happening. Um, I ride with power, so every, all my training, everything is done with power, with a power meter on the crank and um, it's just a left-handed crank that reads the power and my power was like ridiculously low i mean everybody's power is different so there's no point quoting the numbers but the power was really low heart rate was um low which i know is what happens at that time i've done a few of the stuff puffers the 24-hour mountain bike races and by the end, you're trying as hard, but your heart rate doesn't respond, and you know that it's mm-hmm. cold in the middle of the night and what have you. But the power was like half of what it should be, and um, but the speed was still good. And it say it took me a wee while to realise basically I think I was I was carrying an issue with my left knee, which I've never had all the way through. Mm-hmm. But once you get that deep in, you don't know. So. Uh, my right leg was, p- was probably overcompensating but when I tried to stand up at any time which generally I would do every 15 to 20 minutes just to get a bit of blood circulation on everything, <laughs> just, a, just a whatever, 30 seconds out of a junction or whatever it would be, just stand up and my, my leg was like buckling underneath me I thought oh no. this isn't yes, good yes. Um, and some of the long descents where you would coast down, you generally try and eat your way down if you're going fast enough to not need to pedal that's your time to eat and drink and save your save your energy and then my leg wouldn't play ball when I went to start <laughs> pedaling again So but yeah that was from basically from Dornoch Bridge back down it was pretty grim and then um, I, I really really had to dig deep but I promised myself going into it that I would empty the tank so to speak I wasn't coming back to have another go at this particular one and um, there was no way I was going to put myself back through the 25, 26 hours to get to that point again. So mm-hmm. it was just big in. But miraculously, the next morning, uh, once we'd all finished, the knee was absolutely fine. It was just, mm-hmm. it was obviously just my body was protesting at the yeah. <laughs> what I had done it. Can't, can't blame it. Really no, not really, not really. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was the dark moment. But to be honest, <laughs> up to that point, uh, there wasn't dark moments. Um, I think I've, I've said this to other people since. that uh, It's like I didn't go for a three-hour ride and people kept saying, oh, come on, we'll go a bit further, we'll go a bit further. At that point, you would say, hang on, no way. But because you know what you're getting into before you start, um it's not a surprise. So it's, yeah. yeah, I think if you lads were doing your 100-mile training ride and somebody says, come on, let's do another 50, you would all look at each other and say, no chance. No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so
5: you set your goal for what you've got. Yeah. I suppose it's like a football match, isn't it? You know you're getting a break at 45 minutes. You yeah. know you're, if somebody said at the end of that, come on, you've got to play another 30, you'd say, I can't, I'm, I'm knackered. So it's so, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of it in your mind. A lot of it in your mind. Mm
4: -hmm. And um, reading up on your your Facebook and some of the news articles and things, we can see, like obviously, like ourselves, you did the North Coast 500 in aid of a charity. Can you tell us a little bit about your chosen charity and what it sort of meant to you and why you did it for
5: them? I can tell you a bit. It's going to be a little bit because um, I very nearly chose to keep this all a secret. Uh, I really, really did. Last year, I did... uh, a long way up challenge. I've done the long way down, which is from Tang on the north coast down to Coldstream in the borders, just beside where I stay. Last year in the middle of lockdown, I did it the opposite way, and I never told anybody, Um, and it went well, and I nearly did the same here, but I thought I owed it to people, Uh, and I wanted to share the tracker just so people could, just so people genuinely could follow what I was doing. because there has been a lot of people put a lot of time into this, um, helping me and what have you. So I I shared my plans, literally, I I think it was, I purposely didn't do it. It was a week before I shared them. And um, within no time at all, the support was just crazy. Mm -hmm. And then an old, I'm not going to say old, an old school friend, he's the same age as me, um, (laughs) from up in... Uh, well, I was Darnest, but all, all down the West Coast, we used to, there was no high school. So we used to stay in a hostel at Goldsby on the East Coast um, yeah. through the week. Um, so so a friend from there, Andrew McKenzie, who is now based in Edinburgh, um, is, is in the Edinburgh Sutherland Association, and he contacted me. Uh, I think he had actually messaged me the night I put it out. I put it out just before I went to bed and I purposely didn't look at my phone. (laughs) The next morning my phone was absolutely chock-a-block. So I got through the messages and one was Andrew asking if I would be willing to do it. I think he he initially set a target of a pound a mile, 516 pound. um, And I says, look, of course I'll do it. um, But I... A, don't have the time or the resources to do anything for it, media-wise, anything. And he says, mm-hmm. look, he'll do all of that. All he wanted to do was um, just make sure that I was happy to do it. So, so yeah, the charity is a really cool charity, to be honest. And I have to be honest, I said to Andrew, I had heard of the Edinburgh Sutherland Association. I had no idea what they did. So, basically, they... Um, through fundraising, they provide bursaries for further education, um, be it uh, sport, music, um, whatever, whatever. Anybody's going to come and do out of Sutherland to try and better themselves after after um, for a bit further education, which to me is a is a really cool thing. I mean, ultimately, mm-hmm. it was a really cool place to grow up. Uh, I could understand for my parents chose to bring us up there but once you uh, do leave school I was very lucky I had a job in a farm up in Darness before I came to college there's not a great deal to do for the young folk in the area Um I still it's still a very dear place in my heart up in the west coast I love it but uh, and I always very well maybe go back someday but there's there's just nothing there for we shouldn't say nothing there's huge there with the north coast 500 with the tourists but through the winter time it's very much hibernation Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's (laughs) it's a different climate down here in the borders where i get to cycle my bike most (laughs) days Um, but you know it's got its charm and its beauty up there and uh, so yeah anything that can benefit that area for me was was a no-brainer i had to i had to help and it's been i think at the last count tonight um, another kind local farm down here just put some money in today and it was just a few pounds under £3,200 that's I think that's basically speaking to Andrew that's pretty much what they would give out in a year is what we've raised for that <laughs> So, and they obviously had a very lean year last year with, with yeah. the whole, the whole yeah. the so it's really it's really helped them out and it's been a it's been a great boost for all this support. It? Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. It's a good, it's a good awesome.
4: double whammy, isn't it? You get to break a record and yeah, yeah raise help a good out. amount of money for a, a really yeah. good cause. Yeah. And, you
5: know, something else, it really sat proper in my head that I was going to go and ride through there and not, I don't think it would disrupted them too much because the time of day that I did my start finish, it was all pretty... Um, Anti-social for the benefit of my cycling, but it stuck right in my mind that we're giving something back for for going yeah. we your race track around the North Coast Five Hundred. Awesome, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. So you you kind of touched on maybe looking at the next the next thing. Is uh, there uh, anything else? Anything, anything else in the horizon? Anything else you fancy
5: beating? Oh uh, well. We're back to racing now. Racing had started just uh, really in the last month or so. It's a wee bit slower getting going in Scotland than it has been. I'm right on the border here, down in Done. so there's there's racing on the English side. Um, I've entered a 24-hour time trial in Wales in a month's time, which is a national championship. Never done a 24-hour time trial fully... Um, as as a race before, obviously, yes, I sat on the bike for 29 hours there, but this is this is a different level again as a national championship. Um, but I figured this is the year to go and give that a go. I've put all the training in with the time trial bike. I mean, all my training right through the winter was pretty much based on Turbo Trainer on the TT bike and I had my old winter bike set up with clip-on bars to mimic the position. So, so there was thousands and thousands of miles put in in that position to try and be mm-hmm. able to hold it. So after all that work, I figured I should really go and try and do something at <laughs> the next level. So that's um, that's my next test, if you like, and then hopefully some racing in Scotland after that and um, oh, time yeah. trialing. Uh, I really do like the individual stuff. Um but yeah, next challenge is challenge, big challenge. I mean, there's only really one, should, there's only one next logical step from what we did there and that is the massive uh, land's end to the Groats. But that's a, that's a big jump again. That's another 300 yeah. mile on top. But, um, that's not something I could put myself through this year. No. Maybe <laughs> and, uh, we'll maybe look at it for years to come because to be honest, Ed, I'm 40 years old now age isn't a huge hindrance for endurance cycling. It would be if I was going to go and try and race 10 or 25 miles, but uh, a lot of the best endurance ones are a lot older than me yet, so Mm -hmm. you don't have to rush that one. (laughs) Awesome. We'll maybe maybe look at it. That is a big maybe, because that's (laughs) uh, that's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then a year ago, a year ago, the North Coast 500 was huge. You know, it's so, so it is. it shows you anything If you do the preparation and the training and, and it's, I think it's all achievable. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm certainly not belittled anybody that's done it before me, but uh, <laughs> I would love to give it a go just to see how much further there is in, in the tank, you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it was really cool actually um on the night we started in inverness there was a there was a man sitting at the bench before we arrived at the at the monument um and as i walked up um my my helpers and crew and everyone had the bikes and i was lucky enough i mean i was spoiled that day i was uh, i was told just to what I needed to do. So I was walking up, my bike was at the start and I was wished good luck by this gentleman and uh, he had the sense not to disturb me. He knew what was coming Mm -hmm. and obviously later on I realised how he knew Um, and it was only afterwards um, the man that was doing all my photographs, um, he approached him and said, can you wish Robbie good luck? And it was Michael Broadwith who holds the land's end to Johnny Brooks record. And he was <laughs> on a holiday in Inverness and he had seen it on Facebook or one of his friends had seen it and messaged him. So he came along to wish me luck at the start and he actually videoed it. And when I found this out, I got told this halfway around the ride. Um hmm. And when I finished, I went to message him, and there was a, there was quite a few messages on my phone from him. He had already messaged me wishing me good luck <laughs> and then congratulating mm-hmm. me. By the time I'd got through all the messages, um, so we had a we've had a few chats back and forward there. So that was really really cool um, that he took the effort there, and uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of respect between them he hit that, that, that you know. I do want to say at my level, because I don't believe I'm at that level, but uh, (laughs) it's surprising. uh, And they're all very, very helpful. You know, it's not, it's not a sport that, there's no bitchiness, put it that way. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Awesome.
1: So when we were making up the questions for this episode, Robbie, we read that you had an unplanned pit stop where you couldn't find your crew and you had no food and resources. Was that a bit worrying for you?
5: (sighs) It was worrying, and I, the more I think about it now, it's yeah, it's more worrying. Um, <laughs> this you'll love this section. I don't know. You're saying some of you've driven it before the the Drumbeg Road. Um, I think Mark Bowman called Mark Bowman called it the Crazy wee Road, and uh, anybody who's ridden it, it's the it's the toughest section. 25 miles. Um, it's literally. I think there's a there's a few flat miles in the middle along uh, <laughs> along with some beautiful stunning beaches but the rest you're either doing quite technical descents or or very steep climbs um, and <laughs> yeah, there's signs at either end telling you not to bring your caravans and motorhomes on it um, but the signs obviously don't work um, <laughs> when I did the recce I asked my good lady and now fiance not to drive some of these bits of road because I know what they're like um mm-hmm. and it just wasn't worth the hassle but obviously for this I had to be followed um so yeah about half well no probably about two-thirds of the way through the section um I was starting to think to myself this is quiet because it was the middle of the day <laughs> and it, it, there wasn't a lot of traffic on it um but it all became clear because crested the steepest bit of the hill, which you boys will like. I suggest you pick your gearing appropriately for that. <laughs> um, I think it's reportedly about a, a 30% climb, but it's, it's not that long. Over the top of the air, and there was a load of motorhomes and cars parked, and, uh, yeah, I got told that the road was blocked. My follow car with the, with the officials was right behind me, and this was a mistake. I should have stopped. I should have spoken to them and we should have made a plan, but I didn't because I was in the middle of a race. So I just <laughs> carried on, went round the camper van on the verge. And uh, yeah, I don't know what it would be, four or five miles until I met the Kyle Skew road back onto the main road, if you like. And I hoped that my own van with my crew were going to be there. And they weren't there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what to do I didn't have anything I chose there was I didn't have my mobile phone I I, I was literally getting food and drink passed to me as I needed it um, one of the crew members Eugene that was doing my food and nutrition and he was recording everything so it was pretty methodical what I needed was what got handed to me you ate and drank that, and you got the next stuff when you needed it. Um, there were certain sections of the ride, this being one where I made sure I had uh, a little bit extra, because I knew they couldn't come along beside me or anything. So I had, I had, did have a little bit extra, but I had no gels, no bars. I wasn't using gels for this ride. Um, I think I had four gels in total, a couple later on when you just couldn't stomach food. And... Um, so I, I literally had whatever quarter of a bottle left when I got out onto the main road um, at Kyle Skew. And it was hot. You know, up to that point, we were pouring bottles of water down my neck from from the van. It, it, I, I can't remember, 22, 23 degrees. Properly hot for that part of the world um, yeah. and too hot for what I was trying to do. <laughs> um, so I carried on. For a good chunk up the road and uh I must admit all sorts of things were going through my head. I mean, look, it would just take in a puncture or or something trivial, yeah. and the job was over, the job was knackered. So I got to Scourie, the next wee village, um and I went into the village shop um and tried to persuade the the kind shopkeeper of what I was doing. She thought I was nuts. Um, she she hadn't heard of it, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I explained I had nothing. The only thing I had in my pocket was a GPS tracker, which would have been no good to her. Um, <laughs> but she kindly let me... She said, take what you need, write your details down, get your crew to come back um, and pay for it. So so yeah i took her up on the offer and lo and behold about a mile out of scoury the van catches up with me so (laughs) there was i don't know let's not put certainly five minutes not 10 but certainly five minutes wasted doing that but it wouldn't have been wasted if the van hadn't caught up with me i was i was out of food and drink so yeah uh, yeah i had to do it so so the Food and drink that I got from the shop got passed back into the van, and um, we we carried on on our way. But yeah, <laughs> the, going back a little bit, the because of the loop of road, uh, so yeah, what, I think you're 25 miles on the on the Drumbeg road. You're 15 back from Lochinver to Ledmore Junction, and whatever a five back. It was it was quite a detour for the vans to get right the way from where it was stuck all the way around. Um, possibly, you know, 35 mile plus, then they had to catch up with me. Uh, <laughs> so, so it was a wee bit up the road, but one of the officials actually jumped on a spare bike. Uh, I had three bikes, the, the TT bike that I was riding, the road bike that I was using for the hills, and there was a spare bike in the official van. Um, just because I thought the time I'm going to need a spare bike is going to be when my support crew is going to be in a supermarket or getting fish and chips or something. <laughs> so there was a third bike just for that reason. And uh, he jumped on that bike and he tried to follow me out through <laughs> that road. And uh, the bike was far too big for him and he didn't have clips on this. You know, but fair play. He and he, he got to have a wee cycle in the middle of the day and he got out <laughs> and met my lot. <laughs> and then while the official... Crew, official um, referees, judges, whatever you want to call them, um, did the big detour. At least they were watching me out of my van, so so the record could officially carry on and mm-hmm. uh, track. So yeah, it was a bit scary. Um, at that point, what were we? We were about fifteen hours in. So it was there was there had been a lot of work going into it. I wouldn't have wanted it to end there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't great, like. <laughs> it wasn't great. But there's, that's, oh. there's five minutes it could come straight off the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every little helps.
5: Yeah, yeah, we'd have got it under 29 hours. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then I think, what else? We had a wee stop in Darnes, uh, which I... Uh, Darnes was really cool for me. Uh, lots of old friends and uh, out at the side of the road and cheering and it, i'm not gonna lie it was quite emotional um luckily i had a big tt helmet on with a visor <laughs> uh, so once we cleared Darness and got out um out the road a wee bit i did stop and that was the second stop if you like and it was literally uh, a few minutes um bag of salty crisps and, and stuff that you, it's not easy to eat on the bike. Um, and just a wee stretch of the, the back before because the next section right across the north coast um was was absolutely brutal. It was a uh, headwind and you're just crunched up in a ball and uh, just prepare myself for that and then <laughs> and then uh, yeah it was dig in over there basically
0: <laughs> so the Kind of round us off here. What is uh, obviously you you know that we're we're going to be taking on the challenge of the North Coast. Yeah. What's what's some advice you would you would give us before we take on this this challenge that we're, well we don't know what we're doing really. <laughs> we don't know why we've taken it on. We don't know what we're doing.
5: <laughs> advice. I mean, I take it. Uh, I, I take it you're all quite confident riding together in reasonably close formation and yeah. Yeah, yeah like, we're not too bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that makes that makes such a such a difference. I mean it really does like so you know try and work as a team. Um if as we said some people are gonna go through bad spells at different times or whatever. Um if somebody's floundering well, if if somebody's floundering and uh, struggling the last thing they're gonna want to see is three bikes disappearing away (laughs) over the hill ahead of them um i mean yeah what how how are you intending doing it you uh, what, what are you doing for like accommodation are you have you are you motorhome or are you... Yeah, yeah, we've so,
0: yeah. so we've got a motorhome that's going to support us Brilliant. behind us and then we've got uh, another support in front as well. Right. So that the, the support in front will kind of you know, keep ahead of things and yep. keep us on track and then we'll have the motorhome for accommodation More. as well. And Apparently I need to advise the motorhome to take a wee detour
4: around those hills. Yes. <laughs>
5: well, you've only got 25 miles... Depends what time of day you're doing it and, and what what days. I mean, obviously, if you're five days, I mean, I, I scheduled mine through the week. Um, yeah. And yeah. I got basically out of Inverness with no traffic. I was all the way around Applecross. I, I genuinely, if I remember right, other than a lorry passing us at Garve, um, we never had a car until we got to uh, Kinloch U. Um Jesus. which was basically when people were starting to get up to, ready to go to work uh, the place was covered in motorhomes. there wasn't a bit of grass <laughs> anywhere near <laughs> Applecross that you could have parked on they were all full of motorhomes, but they were all asleep um mm. but so yeah, so yeah timing how are you going back to I'm skipping questions again <laughs> are you are you doing it like are you gonna have an hour are you gonna are you breaking it down into blocks or are you
4: yeah, so I think the yes. plan was every 20 to 25 miles, take a stop, yeah. make sure we're eating Refuel. something, um, yes. make sure we're drinking obviously on the way, but maybe take an extra bit when we stop, stretch the legs out, yeah, give the bum a bit of a rest. And
5: go again. And, and then well, go think, again
4: I and think, just break I think it up.
5: You're you're pretty good at that. Um, yeah, that's one of the big things. We said nutrition on the TT, but you're hunched up in a ball. So mm-hmm. that was one of my... Biggest things in training was seeing what works, mm-hmm. not just when you're feeling good and fresh, but what, what works when you're in a dark place. Yeah. Luckily, um, yeah, you boys are doing it at a slightly different pace, so you can <laughs> you can eat uh, if you're going to do that. You really don't need to be eating on the bike if you're going to mm-hmm. be doing breaking it down into that sort of uh, chunk. Yeah. Um. Other than. Some sugary bits to get you going at hills or whatever, or when you're wondering, um, and as much real food as you can eat. To be honest, I mean, I know, I know. One you mentioned gels before; Uh, they have their place. They Mm. definitely do for short, intense racing and what have you, but not, not for this. Um, Cereal bars as much as you can eat sandwiches, um, Mm -hmm. and. uh, there's yeah, only so you. much
4: a stomach can take over five days, isn't there? When you start yeah, talking talk about gels and things, it would be a bit of extra propulsion, but I don't think it'd be very pleasant. You might... Be fair. Uh,
5: yeah, on the last day, you might think, oh, let's do this, but uh, the last thing you want is a dodgy day in the middle of it. don't <laughs> 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 so, oh, uh, no, Callum's like... already had one of them. <laughs> we'll, not, we'll not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a good excuse to eat. I mean... I don't use do Somebody <laughs> you go. You're you're cooking for you at night or whatever, or, or, or that's
2: kind of the plan. We're going to make sure like yeah. lunches are prepped for yeah as not as little of a stop as possible, but so that we're not sitting waiting in the cafe or anything for yeah, food, definitely. so we can just hit the camper, have a bite to eat,
5: and away we go. And uh, so. no matter how you feel when you finish your day, uh, get get the food into you, because yeah, uh, it's all about getting ready for that next. The same, I'll be the same brilliant at that <laughs> You'll not put weight on in the five days, anyway. No, <laughs> I'm relying <laughs> on this I for my summer you. body. That's uh, <laughs> 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 no, it was, it was awesome. And I, I, how are you, how are people able to follow you? Have you got a tracker
1: set uh, We're be, just going to think on Strava every day,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, we so wasn't on Strava, probably
0: something. Probably something we've not actually really thought about
1: is... Yeah. The folk following, us, how we're getting on now.
5: You've no idea. I mean, I, I know from my experience watching people uh, how addictive it is, but within the town here and within, you know, friends from up at home all over the West Coast, the amount of people that messaged saying they got up in the middle of the night to go for the toilet and then they watched the <laughs> tracker till, till I finished. And, and I mean... The not just young people, the, the people that didn't know but that heard of it didn't know me and they, it's addictive. So I yeah. don't know. um It's perhaps maybe well, no. You've got time. You've got time to organise that. I mean the tracker.
2: <laughs> to be fair, we were even checking it out ourselves. I think it was on a. Yeah. Was it, was, it the Wednesday? was it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. So we we have training on on a Wednesday for hockey, and it's quite a right. late night for us. And i think we checked it before we went on the ice and like jesus he's flying through and then we came off um and i think you were you were just coming up to thurzo right and um we were checking it while we were getting changed and then the next time we went on you were already at john and groats and we were like holy shit like (laughs) this
4: is rapid (laughs) what did you set up your tracker with then is there a particular one that's quite decent
5: that is the first time I've used that one. Uh, quite often, when you enter bigger events, they have trackers for mm. them. But that was mm-hmm. I can I can send you the, the link. That'd be it's, awesome. It's That'd be not great. Not terribly dear, and I mean, obviously, it'll be the same route that I used. So uh, <laughs> the route's mm-hmm. in there. Um, but for for what you lads do, it might be quite an interest for all anybody who follows you, and uh, mm-hmm. you can use mm-hmm. that for some some extra uh, yeah it's a good idea yeah we'll definitely Definitely. hit you up
4: for that well it's been absolutely brilliant just sort of want to finish off with a massive congratulations obviously on on getting the record and obviously a second congratulations on your engagement as well (laughs) done (laughs) thank you that was was
5: extra motivation you see and I had intended in my uh, head to do it at the end um, if all went well but there was just too many people and I didn't want it to be about a a cycle um, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be a bit more private than that so, uh, <laughs> that's why it wasn't done at the finish <laughs> yeah thank yeah. you well, it has uh-huh. been awesome having awesome. you on it's been yeah. good, to, good to
2: hear about it and it's wicked and, and thanks we'll... for all the advice as well yeah, yeah thank yeah, you Robbie sure. yeah thank you very much all man the best man. Thank you. All all the
0: best
3: tranquility base here the eagle has
0: landed big thanks to Robbie for joining us on the show absolute beast of a man record breaker that the time he done it in is
2: absolutely insane
1: it's fucking ridiculous Abso- it
0: is absolutely, absolutely mental
2: i think it's even more mental he thinks that it can be beaten relatively easy if the weather the conditions are even better yeah
0: but to, to
1: just go for that long and not stop just 500 like. miles in 29 hours well 516 miles Give or take in twenty nine hours, in some of the hardest roads to cycle in Britain. Obscene. When you're Todd, like just on your own. Mentally, cycling. that's fucking ridiculous. ridiculous. Physically,
3: disgusting. Nuts. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like the f- whole thing. I remember watching Mark Beaumont's one on YouTube, and it was a point when it got like really dark and it was raining. And it was just him on the bike, and you could honestly—he must have been able to see her, but three feet in front of him was like—and that was it. Hmm, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, your mind to to be that strong takes a lot. My, like mentally, is insane. Yeah. Personally, like I couldn't imagine <laughs> going for that long, no sleep.
2: Metal power
1: yourself through that.
0: I couldn't think
2: yeah. about sitting on a fucking saddle like that for twenty nine hours. Never mind fucking no sleep.
1: That's also
2: I couldn't. I couldn't think.
0: I couldn't think of doing something fun for that
2: long. No. <laughs>
0: for doing anything for that long, like anything. I couldn't imagine doing. Like we, we love hockey. I couldn't imagine well. being on an ice rink for twenty nine hours. I can play me game. I can
1: really game for that long. Well, big function you probably have yes. game for that long junior probably
3: <laughs> but yeah
1: the <laughs> fair fucking hats off to robbie like it's absolute nuts yeah
2: and he's yeah. he raised a good bit of money for his charity as well which is yeah always fantastic yeah, which is even better and
0: yeah. it was it was good to hear about his uh his past as well with the rally and stuff
3: yeah
1: that was yeah, that was, interest, that was some news to us that none of us really knew before getting him on and it was nice to hear kind of why he got into cycling kind of it's, from that background. It, it's funny because I'd,
0: I've always wanted to speak to someone that done and it the does rally driving. What was it called?
2: I don't know. No, reading. not even
0: the rally driving, the, the note reading stuff, yeah. the navigating. That's it. Always wanted to speak to someone that done that yeah. because it, I, that in itself, I, I mental, absolute mental, that someone can, oh, sit there, give directions. well, fucking tank on a like course. he's the left <laughs> and right.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah
2: it's when they crash it though i think it's even capital, better like
1: they just sit there the front, it's when right?
2: when the car like you see the car do like three barrel rolls and a front flip into a tree and they just sit there and go you all right <laughs> I, guy, you're dead. <laughs> that's it like there's no emotion like there's no fucking
0: hell what the fuck like, i remember i remember watching a crash years ago we called him McCray, and like his navigator guy's arms and stuff are like flailing all over the shop. <laughs> and then you, ju- you just you just have Colin McRae like with his arms crossed, like the fuck is he up to? Looks <laughs> 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 <He's> across <laughs> him like, he's got his arm crossed, calm as you like, just looking at the his navigator with his arms flailing like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> tell you, I've seen a photo actually. Robbie put up like uh, uh, to get him on the show. i had to add him on Facebook um, to be able to message him, and there was a, f- a couple of photos popped up. The, um, the other day of him cycling and it must have been as he was going through their nest there must be a pub on a corner somewhere and there's like a wall that's like the, where the beer garden is and everybody's standing up on the wall with their pints like waving them on <laughs> see if we don't get that i'm gonna be fucking raging
1: <laughs> who are we gonna get that from pete and john <laughs>
2: Maybe.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, throw the exactly I'm, actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bastards. message. I'm gonna message Robbie and be like, "Here, go and tell all your mates to go to the pub at the end of the night to give us a wave."
1: Like said I the yeah. France hand and water bottles, out see it's just fucking tinnies as we cycle Just a pint of
2: fence and throw the glass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, but I think we know what time it is.
0: Salad dressing. <laughs> Starting us off as usual, the Virgin himself. My game name. of the week, Junior. What do you yeah, this first? week?
1: I've got Wolfenstein New Blood. Uh, it was a soft reboot to the series of Wolfenstein that I'm sure many people will know from a long time ago. Like, hmm. Soft, soft reboot? Is it not so, just
0: the next game?
1: No, because the, the game kind of... just a follow-up. Was but also changed a lot of it and mechanics and engine changed and story changed because the game was kind of dead and didn't receive very well so they started up again kind of following. Not be a hard narrative. reboot, then. no, because a hard reboot is starting all over again. It followed now It's really, a, it's really it's changed. It's really so it's just a new game.
0: Really just a new game. It's,
1: really a new re- game it's called a name. soft reboot. I'm going <laughs> going with going with terms of the industry, but I'm sure many people will remember. <laughs> Wolfenstein Stein from uh, early 90s uh, same people that made Doom sort of stuff uh, it's an FPS action shooter uh, we're Nazis, I've got global domination blood, gore and fun shit where you get to rip Nazis heads off and shoot them and the music composer is Mick Gordon who also does the Doom soundtrack and his music is just heavy, heavy guitar riffs and like fucking heavy drums and it's just brilliant music for a video game and it's hmm. really easy game. It's just fun to shoot Nazis in the fucking dome.
0: You can't really go wrong with that, can you? No.
1: no. <laughs> and you get some. the old LMGs and shit. It's a game I was always
0: curious about because I've always kind of liked that like idea of I a game. Say
1: the soft reboot series of the Wolfenstein uh, genre was amazing. I think there was four. One, I think it was four games in total now. Maybe did five.
0: You, did you not enjoy the ones before?
1: The old old ones, yeah, like fucking computer time, but the one before the New Blood in 2009 wasn't fantastic, in my opinion. That's,
0: see, I didn't realise there was ones even before that. I thought there was just the one so, in 2009. Yeah, the Golden and that,
1: was yeah. like the same as Doom. It was like a pixelated 2 3D oh, th- game, yeah, and hmm. the same as Quake and stuff like that. So that's where it that's where it uh, sprouted its roots. But that that's mm. that series of that uh, Wolfenstein games from 2014 till now, is fantastic games. Decent. Cool.
0: Right, we'll move us along to movie series dash slash series of the week slash dash slash dash. dash, dash. Was it was was the uh, the song that had that slash that dash dot slash that? I dash, do dash. not know. <laughs>
2: no idea. I'm sure
0: it's. Uh, I'm sure it's. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Run DMC. no no Run DMC. Fat Boy Slim. I'm sure it's him. Look it up.
1: <laughs> that
0: anyway, movie slash dot series dot slash series of the week just fucking yarmet
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is myself. I'm choosing a movie this week, and the movie is Rain Over Me. So obviously we know Adam Sandler, and we know most of his stuff, but this one's a kind of undergroundy indie film that he done. This is Years ago now. But yeah, so it stars... to be
1: precise.
0: There you go, 2007. So it stars him and it stars Don Cheadle and Jada Pinkett Smith. But the whole kind of premise is Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle used to be friends years ago. 9-11 happens. Adam Sandler loses his wife and daughter in 9-11. And then Don Cheadle character sees Adam Sandler on the street after all this has happened, didn't know it happened and all this stuff, sees an old friend and then it kind of kicks on from there. But it's Adam Sandler playing a pretty serious role, which is obviously pretty unusual Not for normal. Him. Not normal. And it's he is so good at it. So he, good in it. He
1: doesn't do it very often, but when he does do a serious role, he does them really fucking well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, really well. Really well. And this is... I'm surprised it hasn't gotten more attention if i'm honest like it i I almost feel like it should be more known for an adam sandler film it's so good it's good it gets really deep there's really funny bits in it not adam sandler-esque funny because he's not playing Mm his usual silly self but like there's funny bits in it and there's heartwarming bits in it but it's obviously sad at times as well because he's obviously grieving his his daughter and his wife so if you get the chance, I honestly I don't know where it's on and how you can Amazon find it.
1: Prime for two forty nine and Apple TV for three forty nine.
0: It's worth the two forty nine, if I'm honest. There's not much movies I would tell someone to go and pay for, because obviously we've now got Netflix and all this stuff Amazon, but to spend two pound fifty on a movie like that, it's definitely worth it. Right. right. We'll move us along. Album of the week, you're getting your chance again, Junior. You're it's getting an album this time. Hell, you're getting an album this time. No, because there's, so fucking get... key. there's okay. no fucking Keith, there's no Keith. You get a double. You double, we double, we double, 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 bumble double, bumble deco.
1: Deco.
0: Oh, double,
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? So, what you got for us
1: for album? I'm going to go End of Suffering by uh, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Came out in 2019, it was our last album they dropped, and I can say for myself and m- loopy as well it's one of favorite albums of frank carter and the rattlesnakes mm-hmm. their new album comes out hopefully end of this year but if not early next year but frank carter and the rattlesnakes live are just fuck. fucking phenomenal frank carter is a nutter <laughs>
5: goes, yeah animals. just a
1: just a fucking stupid idiot when it comes to live shows like Cal- he Calum's just goes
2: idol that's who he <laughs> wants to be I'd it's, it's, <laughs> need to cut my fucking legs off to be. <laughs> he's, a, he's a
1: small guy. Oh, and we're losing you. But yeah, the the music's amazing. It's, I, it's, I don't really know how to describe it for two thousand and twenty one music. It's kind of, it to fucking some people it's heavy. It's not heavy. It's it's not it's not no. heavy. It's it's rock. It's rock. It's it's, it's grungy. It's grunge yeah.
2: punk rock
1: alternative molded into, molded into one and then frank carter being himself as well he's got sadder songs dedicated to his daughter and stuff like that and most of their albums just a solid listen from song one to song 13
2: 12
1: no 13 because they had to bleed to get with it
2: <laughs> that was the bonus album so
1: yeah really See,
0: easy there's a there's a little problem there with how they promote someone like him. No, like
1: what we're saying is he's not, it's not that heavy. No, but, but people that listen to chart pop music will look at that and go, oh, that's heavy fucking music. And it's just not,
2: it's just good music. Yeah, this, this is a, this is what I love. rocky. So I generally listen, if I'm out driving about in the van, it'd be radio one and nowadays, like the last, probably I'd say six, seven, eight months, you're getting more frank carter you're getting more you're Welsh. getting a bit more you're getting alternative all music alternative radio, bands yeah. that are british getting played on the radio
1: who's on radio one as well that has the rock show daniel p carter daniel p carter he 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 actually puts some heavy heavy stuff on the radio he'll play, he'll play yeah, even some heavy shit on, on i wouldn't even listen to no and it just like it's so i think it's really good for radio the fact that it's advertising Different genres of music. But it's, also been, say, it's
0: been missing for a good few years. Yeah.
1: Uh, song number two, Tyrant Lizard King. Uh, best starter gig ever. Yeah, it's a best start. And that song Higher has than uh, Yes. Yes, that you song know. has Tom Morello, the guitarist for Rage Against the Machine, on it. A feature with him and him playing guitar on any song. Fantastic, because that cunt she's... is an absolute wizard on scene Seen it live. Oh, she so, live. Oh. Okay. Okay. Mm. cheese and baguette <laughs> shut it softly. reboot. It? <laughs> no. give it a listen fantastic band great music right cool <laughs> moving on
0: restaurant of the week our fat boy Slim himself what you got nice. for this so, um,
2: so I am going to go with Roots Catering so they are a vegan vegetarian catering company that are currently working Ooh just a cheese (laughs) baguette so they're currently working out of um like a wee i was about to say burger van but it's not burger van is it (laughs) (laughs) catering van catering van at the beach um down the far end of the esplanade so if you get a chance honestly go and check them out i've always kind of i'm a bit like you jordan my palate isn't that distinguished (laughs) um but Myself and Kim checked them out probably a couple of months ago now. Um, they were queued way back, so it was a good 30, 40-minute wait to get food. Well worth it. Like, I wouldn't normally stand and wait that long to wait for food. One, because I'm a fat cunt, and two, I'm really impatient. impatient but well. <laughs> it, was, it was worth it. I honestly couldn't tell the difference, even with the bacon. And I love my bacon. So, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, honestly, if you're if you're down the beach, I'm not sure if they're open every day of the week. I think they're only open middle of the week onwards. Yeah, I think it's from central. like four till nine or something like that. But well worth, well worth a check out if you're fed up of burgers and your meat. Decent, Boise. nice
0: one, right? I think that rounds us up. Aye. Aye. So we'll we'll catch you all in two weeks for episode 19 when we'll be sitting there with no one. nobody Nobody. listen to our shy pattern about how we've died on the (laughs) nc500 and we're never doing it again
1: and (laughs) there'll be four bikes for sale on facebook market
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway if if you get the chance and you're listening to this before we we cancel the just given page or whatnot give us a wee uh give us a wee donation if you can be much appreciated
1: every little helps
0: every little
1: helps we'll see we'll see you all in
0: two weeks after after our wee cycle love you and leave you catch you later
3: bye